0: How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose, and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick-Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick-ass. We are back with another episode of Make-It-Kick-Ass, and we are coming to a close with this season. But first, who am I? I am Isaac Watson, executive producer at Kick-Ass Conferences. And who is she? She is Nessa Jimenez, operations manager.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back.
0: Uh, maybe next season you'll be the one to introduce both of us. Maybe. <laughs> you did last season, actually. You were good. Correct. You yeah, we've, the, we took the turn, lead so on maybe. that. Who knows? We're just flipping it around. Uh, so we are, uh, I don't know, maybe we're just a little loopy because we're on the last episode of the season. But uh, we have been spending this season addressing some of those hot questions that we get asked all the time related to organizing conferences and events uh, from people who meet us on the street or at your favorite conference to people who, uh, are actually our clients and we're diving deeper and digging deeper, lots of deep things that are (laughs) happening, um, to, uh, figure out what are people really asking when they ask us these questions and what are some of the underlying problems that bring these to bear? So, Without further ado, because I'll just keep making a mess of the words coming out of my mouth, let's talk about this episode's question. Ness is dying over You're there. You're fine. You're uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I hit three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so uh, th- this question is kind of a catch-all. Um, so we were, we were trying to figure out how best to word this, but the truth is it gets... It, takes the form of many, many questions, but it usually starts with, do I really need a, and then it's a fill in the blank, and this could be a question about, do I really need a V services? Do I really need a social media manager? Do I really need uh, to hire an MC for my event? Do I really need signage? Do I need a designer? Do I need uh, someone to manage the front of house? All of these questions, are kind of stemming from the same root concern uh, or uncertainty around these things. So this episode's question is, do I really need a fill in the blank? So Nessa... Mm -hmm. Take us for a dive into what do people really mean when they ask us? Do I really need a fill in the blank?
1: Absolutely. So this always comes from a mentality of obsession with logistics before anything else. So instead of thinking about strategy, they're already like in the last phase of like the logistics of the thing, right? What what they're usually asking when they ask this question is, how do I spend the least amount of money? And still get the results I want, right? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I DIY this sucker, and still make something that's good enough, right?
0: <laughs> Way to cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean that's the truth. That's what they want to know because they think it's a dollar again, a logistics thing. They're they're thinking about dollars and cents, um, bottom line, instead of right taking a look back at the strategy. But um, I think another question that they're actually asking us tends to be, what does, you know, fill in the blank, what does this thing contribute to the experience, right? Like, um, what does a paid MC or a professional host, right? What do they contribute to the experience? What difference does it make? I mean... I got a cousin named Tito and he's not embarrassed by things. So what's the difference between getting a Tito to get up there and host this thing versus somebody who's actually done this professionally. Right. That's the, that, that that's another uh, way people come at it. Right. Like why, w- what difference does it make?
0: Yeah. Do you actually have a cousin named Tito?
1: I do have a cousin. Yeah. named Tito.
0: Yes. <laughs> Bring it, make it real. That's good. Um, so let's dig into the actual problems that, that, really are at the root of this this line of questioning. Um, I think the first thing is that, that people feel like they are p- just putting together a conference and not their conference. They're just kind of going through the motions and at the same time questioning why things are the way they are when it comes to organizing a conference. Um, and they don't necessarily understand what value a certain piece brings to it. Um, you know, when you think about it, yes, you need AV production of some sort, right? You have audio and you have visuals, and those need to be produced, right? Yes. Um, but if you don't understand what what uh, a skilled professional brings to bear in that, um, then it's easy to just say, you know, well, I don't. We don't really need that, do we?
1: Yeah, and we we talked a little bit about this earlier in the season where they're just looking at this checklist based on what other people have done. And they're not realizing like whatever that person did, they did it for their event, like TEDx and the TED events, right? They do Mm -hmm. it because that's their event, but you don't necessarily need all of that stuff that they're doing, right? Um, So it's, it's, it's forgetting about this checklist based on what other people are doing and realizing, for example, AV, yes, you'll need AV, but there's a huge gap, like a huge range of what AV can look like.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's everything from one person sitting in a little home studio running a Zoom to, you know, 30 people with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear in a venue, right? Mm -hmm. And everything Mm -hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. uh okay another kind of underlying problem uh, around this is stems from a misunderstanding of what resources an organizer has at their disposal already um thinking about things in terms of you know do i really need to hire a social media person or do i really need to pay for ads um if you don't fully understand what resources you have that can lead to kind of this blanket questioning of of everything so instead you can be thinking about um oh well you know i've got uh i've got a social media person already on deck for my business we just need to enhance that a little bit to get some event marketing out there or oh um you know turns out maybe you're a marketing person or you're you know, who knows your nephew or somebody actually has some graphic design skills and might be willing to contribute those to your event so you wouldn't have to pay for it so it's not again this is these are not this has come up in previous episodes these are not bad questions to be asking mm-hmm. um but what we want to try and uncover here is what is at the root of these and how can we how can we um develop some strategies to really get at what is causing these questions to happen rather than just flat out answering them at the top Um, because they're not cut and dry answers
1: absolutely not and we we had a client recently um the client was a designer and their partner was a designer and their partner did a bunch of the design work for us right so Mm -hmm. we didn't have to pay a designer versus another client who they have absolutely no design like skills. So we had to find designers to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it, it all depends on who you know and what like the resources you have. I, I think a lot of people underestimate the people that they already know, the network that they already have. And they also underestimate people's desire to help as well. Mm-hmm. And to contribute.
0: That's true. It's true. Uh, I think the third underlying problem behind these questions uh, really comes down to money and being worried about not making enough revenue to make it worth the effort to Mm -hmm. either break even or turn a profit or are concerned about how much they're willing to invest in making this thing happen. And when you are rooting the majority of your decision making in a purely financial evaluation that can work to the detriment of the events outcomes. Um, and that causes you to question, Oh, we don't need that. Right. We don't need that. That's, that seems superfluous. Um, we can't afford that. So we'll just do it really crappily on our own or something like that.
1: And you, when you do that, you start making mistakes. You make stupid mistakes a lot of the time, right? When you're just looking at dollar amounts and then later on, you realize, oh man, since we didn't pay this person to do that, now we have to spend 20 hours trying to figure out uh, how to do it because it's too late now.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, One of the most classic examples um, that we've seen repeatedly is in working with uh, a social media uh, expert to help with event marketing. And uh, so often clients will say to us, uh you know i this is just a this is a significant expense for a bunch of posts on social media and they're not really thinking about what the return on that investment would be and so often we see even within the first few months it it is so obvious that it's worth it right like the 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 money that we've spent to hire this person has already recouped itself through the ticket sales um and has made the event better in the process, right? So, um, you know, these are these are the kinds of, of things you need to think about when it comes to budgeting. Okay, let's talk about some of the solutions. Um, I think speaking of budgeting, <laughs> one thing that we work with our clients on a lot is identifying what type of conference their business and community can actually sustain. Because a lot of people come into it going, "I want." Uh, a three-day conference. I want a thousand people there. I, um, you know, this is, I want it to be just like this conference in this other space. And um, it needs to be this and that. And they, and they come in with these preconceptions around what this conference is. And as we start to dig into understanding their audience, ding, 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 there's our keyword for this entire season. When it comes down to understanding goals and, and things like that, we then start to uncover what is the conference that their business can actually sustain. That has to do with budgeting, that has to do with audience size and conversion to ticket sales or to event registration. That comes uh, down to even like how long is the thing? How many speakers can we have? All of that plays into that sustainability aspect, especially if you're thinking about a first time event, like you wanna start small, keep it proof of concept. Um, keep your costs at bay and then you expand from there right um these are all the the kinds of things that we work through
1: and what you're willing to invest and possibly lose that's a Mm -hmm. that's an important number to think about as well like i'm willing to invest x amount of money and if we lose it then we lose it right um especially when we're talking about a first a first time event
0: yes um related to the sustainability are, are your business goals, figuring out what kind of conference will actually serve those. Uh, what are your audience's goals? How can you serve them? Because serving them helps serve your own goals. They're all interrelated. Um, and then thinking about like what, how is your business made up right now? Like who is on your team? What resources and bandwidth do you have available? Um, and and by resources, I I also mean like we talked about network, um, friends and family, uh, you know, professional associations. All these kinds of things can help bring your conference to life. And if you don't know how those are mapped out and how you can use those to your advantage in a in a sustainable way, um, then. It, you're you're gonna be working really hard to try and backfill um, when you could just be leveraging that kind of stuff. So, do I really need fill in the blank? This is our like overarching question. Do I need AV? Do I need catering? Why do I have to pay for so much for catering? Uh, do I really need to hire a social media manager? Do I need this? Do I need that? What about this? So-and-so did this. Do I need to do this? All of these questions boil down to Wanting to maximize financials uh, of your event, feeling the need to DIY everything, like, oh, well, I could just do it myself, right? I well, don't probably not. Um, and questioning like what a particular element actually contributes to the experience. The the key things that we can do to support that are helping you identify what you're Uh, business can sustain, what kind of conference is best for your business, for your audience, for your goals, for their goals, and identifying what, um, what what capacity your business has and what resources you have at your disposal to be able to efficiently and effectively execute on the logistics of the conference from a strategic standpoint first, before you dig into those nitty gritty logistical questions.
1: And this being the last episode of the season, I I'd kind of like to discuss sort of like an overarching uh, um, takeaway message, I guess, of the entire season. Yeah. What, any thoughts around that?
0: Uh, I mean, it's it's the thing we've been harping on from in most of our episodes. It's about really understanding your audience. I've, I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, we... You know, clients will ask us why, why do you wanna know all this stuff about who our people are and what they want? Why do you need demographic information? Why, uh, why are you asking this line of questions? And it's because we need to understand the people that this event is serving. An event does not purely serve your business, it serves the people who are attending. And if you don't understand who they are, what they value, what they want, what they need, and how best to deliver to that to them, then I don't think that you can do, you can do that. Like the, that's just, you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to have that strategy from the beginning. That's why we lean on it so heavily. Um, that's why it is, it keeps coming to bear in all of these conversations we're having about these common questions, is backing up and saying, okay, but what's the strategy? Who are these people? Why are we doing this? What are we doing? How can we deliver this in a way that is valuable to them? How can we create something special for them? Uh, That is the key to me. Those are at least my final thoughts. (laughs) What about you, Nessa? Yeah, those are
1: great final thoughts. I agree with all of them. For me, strategy is the key. All of these questions that we've spoken about this entire season can be easily answered once you have a strategy in place, once there's a clear definition of who your audience is, what are your goals, what are their goals, what are their needs, what do they want? they're easily answered and then easily executed upon because as we said, I think we said at the beginning, it's not the logistics, it's the strategy. The strategy will tell you the logistics, like stop worrying about the catering and the venue and the chairs and the, the, you know, the fabrics or whatever, right. Right. And get a strategy in order and all of this will come together.
0: Yes. Uh, We've talked about paying speakers. We've talked about, Hybrid events. We've talked about uh, how much should I sell my tickets for. We've talked about event platforms. We've talked about um, big name speakers. All of these things are rooted, like Nessa said, in kind of logistical mindset instead of strategic mindset, and uh, that is why is largely why we want to talk about all of these because. So many times people come to us with these logistical questions and we keep having to back up and say, yes. And let's figure out the strategy. Let's answer the strategic questions first because that will inform the execution. All right, we are uh, officially wrapping up with this season. It has been great uh, pulling these episodes together for you. We're gonna take a little bit of a break and we will be back next season with all kinds of good stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? Nessa's going to start introducing me or I'll introduce me and she introduces her or vice versa. It's anybody's guess. But stay tuned. We will be back. And in the meantime, make it kick ass.
1: Yeah, we'll see you next season, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Make It Kick-Ass podcast. We hope that our discussion today about vendors will help make that decision-making process a little bit easier for you. You can visit us at geteventlab.com and download a free copy of the questionnaire that we use with our clients all the time to help them figure out the answers to these questions and a whole lot more. That's geteventlab.com. And I will see you all next season.